Good morning. Good morning. That's on. I hope you slept well and were ready for a full day. 希望大家有充足的睡眠，这样我们今天有一天的时间。We're going to get right into it. 我们将会直接进入经文。So let me direct your attention to the Epistle of Galatians. 请大家翻开加拉太书。We'll look at chapter two. 第二章 ，verses eleven through twenty-one， 十一到二十一节。Galatians chapter two, verses eleven through twenty-one， 加拉太书的二章十一到二十一节。And I want to speak in this session on the inability of the law to save。今天我们要讲的是律法无法成全拯救。I'm going to ask Brother Lay, whom we are grateful who is helping us today. 今天由我来做翻译。If he would read the text for us, Galatians chapter two, verses eleven through twenty-one. 让我来为大家读这段经文。后来基法到了安提阿，因他有可责之处，我就当面抵挡他。从雅各那里来的人未到已先，他和外邦人一同吃饭。及至他们来到，他因怕奉割礼的人，就退去与外邦人隔开了。其余的犹太人也都随着他装甲，甚至连巴拿巴也随火装甲。但我一看见他们行得不正，与福音的真理不合，就在众人面前对基法说：“你既是犹太人，若随外邦人行事，不随犹太人行事，怎么还勉强外邦人随犹太人呢？”我们这生来的犹太人不是外邦的罪人，既知道人称义不是因行律法，乃是因信耶稣基督，连我们也信了基督耶稣，使我们因信基督成义，不因行律法成义。因为凡有血气的，没有一人因行律法成义。我们若求在基督里称义，却仍旧是罪人，难道基督是叫人犯罪吗？断乎不是。我素来所拆毁的，若重新建造，这就证明自己是犯罪的人。我因律法就像律法死了，叫我可以向神活着。我已经与基督同钉十字架，现在活着的不再是我，乃是基督在我里面活着，并且我如今在肉身活着，是因信神的儿子而活。他是爱我，为我舍己。我不废掉神的恩，义若是借着律法得的。基督就是突然死了。As stated in the session last night, Paul is defending both his apostleship and the gospel. 就像我昨天晚上所讲的，保罗在这里他要维护他使徒的职分，并且福音的真谛。And in this section of Galatians, Paul is using a story to illustrate. 而在加拉太书这一段的经文里面，他要用一个故事去把它表达的更丰富。It's an encounter he had with the apostle Peter. 是他与使徒彼得一段的交流。This story illustrates both his apostleship and his gospel. 这个故事诠释了他使徒的职分，并且充分的解释福音。And that's why he records it in this epistle. 这就为什么他一定要写在给加拉太的这封书信里。Remember what we said last night. 记不记得我们昨天所讲的 ？His apostleship as well as his gospel is under attack. 他使徒的职分，并且他所传讲的福音被受到攻击。And so, with his own converts, he's having to reestablish his authority. 而且这些是他所传的、所相信的人，他需要重新建立这个关系
This event, along with what happens in Acts chapter 15, are pivotal. 这次的事件和《使徒行传》里面十五章所发生的那次会议都是关键性的时刻。Here in Acts,、uh, Galatians 2 and in Acts 15, 在加拉太书二章和《使徒行传》的十五章 ，determine whether or not the Christian church would be transcultural or an extension of Judaism. 这两次的事件决定了早期的教会。是否是跨文化的，还是只是犹太教的一个延伸 ？The doctrine of grace was at stake. 得救是否是本乎恩 ？Now in this story, one of the main pillars of Christianity, the Apostle Peter. 在这里，我们知道早期教会的一个柱石使徒彼得 was in very serious error. 他犯了严重的错误。His actions actually denied the gospel. 他的行为甚至与真理相悖。The attack of Satan here is at the very heart of the gospel message. Satan 在这里直接攻击了我们信仰的核心 Paul realizes that if Peter's actions go uncontested, 因为使徒保罗认识到，如果彼得的行为没有被挑战的话 ，the outcome would be disastrous. 结果将是灾难性 This attack had been well used again and again by the enemy. 而且这是我们。的敌对者，他惯用的伎俩。And through the centuries, he's used it with great success. 在几个世纪以来，他都是这样做的。He was successful in the dark ages when it appeared the gospel had been almost wiped out. 记不记得在中世纪黑暗的时期，整个福音的信息几乎完全被埋没了。Where there is no light of the gospel, the world is plunged into darkness. 福音的光被淹没，众人都陷在黑暗之中。But thankfully, God lifted and raised up Wycliffs and Luthers and Calvins. 但感谢神，他兴起了魏克里夫们，兴起了这些路德们，兴起了这些加尔文。And they shone the light of the gospel of grace once again. 他们让福音的恩典重新发光。Otherwise, most of the world would still be in darkness today. 要不然我们还在黑暗里。And here we are. We would. We've been in feudal bondage, trying to earn God's favor. Had not the gospel been、uh, brought back to the forefront, we are still trying to use the gospel of grace. So, the attacker is always trying to attack the gospel of grace. So, the a t 因为我们知道，恩典对我们的肉体来说是不相宜的。It goes against the core of our own human nature. 它与我们的人性是对立的。You see, the problem when it comes to believing the gospel is we don't understand grace. 当我们来到信仰、来到福音的核心的时候，我们无法理解这样的一个恩典。And when you come under the preaching of grace and you come to understand it intellectually. 当你开始用你的思维和理性去理解恩典的时候 ，you still have another problem. 你还有一个问题 ，you now have to believe it. 你现在需要深信 ，and there is the great problem of all of us. 而这个是我们最大的问题。It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem just. 好像违反我们的公平和公义的这样一个感觉。God freely forgive someone who's not righteous. 神怎么可能白白赦免不义的人？ How can he receive me and accept me unless I act in a good way? These are things that makes grace hard to believe. This is 福音使人难以相信的地方 And so, 
Peter is confronted by the apostle Paul. 于是保罗来挑战彼得。One apostle rebuking another apostle. 一个使徒责备另外一个使徒。Now what happened is critically important. 在这里所发生的事情是关键性的。Because if Paul had not rebuked Peter, 因为如果保罗不责备彼得 ，we may not have the gospel today. 我们今天可能没有福音可传。But the question I want to ask you is why did he have to do it publicly? 但我想问的是，为什么他一定要公开的指责他 ？In order to answer that question, we need to look at the denial of Peter. 要解决这个问题，我们要看彼得他到底违反的是什么样的真理。Not his denial of Jesus at the arrest of Christ. 不是我当耶稣被捕的时候，他三次不认主。But Peter's denial of the gospel of grace here in Antioch. 而是在这个教会当中，彼得完全违背了福音的恩典。First, Paul says that Peter's denial was a sin of hypocrisy. 首先，保罗指出，彼得违反真理，表现在犯了假冒为善这个罪。Look at verse thirteen. 您看十三节。And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. 其余的犹太人也跟着他装假，甚至连巴拿巴也随伙装假。The word hypocrisy means to play act. 在这里，装假这个词好像是一个表演。It came from the theater in the days of the Greeks. 是在戏院里面出来的一个词。It was to pretend you're somebody that you are not. 好像你是个演员在扮演别人的样子。In Peter's case, he was acting one way when his heart believed something different. 在彼得这个事件当中，他是表里不一的。He was play acting. He was acting like a strict Jew when, in his heart, he knew God had cleansed the food as well as the Gentiles. 他在外在当中，他表演一个严谨的犹太人，但在他的心里知道，神已经洁净了这些食物和这些外邦人。Paul describes his sin in verse twelve. 保罗在十二节就清楚了解释他这些罪。For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. 原来从雅各那里来的一些人到达之前，基法与外邦人一同吃饭。可是那些人一到，他因为怕那些哥底派的人，就退缩与外邦人分开了。You get the picture, I pray. 能看到这幅画面吗？ Before these men from Jerusalem came to Antioch, 在这些耶路撒冷奉割礼派的这些人来到安提阿之前 ，Peter was eating his ham sandwiches along with the Gentile converts. 彼得也在吃猪肉。He was eating as all of these other Gentile believers. 他好像他身边的外邦人一样吃饭。He was not observing Moses's law of dietary rules. 他没有在遵遵行摩西关于食物的律法。Why? Because Peter knew the truth. In fact, in verse 14, Paul accuses Peter of knowing the truth about grace and law. Look at verse 14. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all. If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? But I saw that their conduct was not in line with the truth of the gospel. 
就在大家面前对基法说：“你身为犹太人，如果像外邦人而不像犹太人那样生活，怎么还要强求外邦人像犹太人一样呢 ？”Peter was a Jew, but he wasn't living like a Jew. 彼得他身为犹太人，但他不像犹太人一样生活。He was living as these Gentile believers live. 他好像他身边的外邦人一样。And Paul confronts this hypocrisy. 而保罗就针对他这样的装甲。You're not being straightforward with the truth. 你不符合福音的真理。Now Paul, Peter knew the truth, and how did he come to know the truth? 彼得知道这个真理，而且他是从哪里知道这个真理呢 ？Well, you remember he received a vision on the Joppa rooftop. 记不记得他在约帕的屋顶上领受了那样的一个意象？ Before Cornelius the centurion was saved, 在哥林流被拯救之前 ，Peter was relaxing on Simon the Tanner's roof. 彼得在西门家屋顶冥想 ，and suddenly he saw a sheet being lowered down out of heaven. 突然之间，他看到一块大布从天降下来 ，and on this sheet were all manner of unclean, forbidden animals. 在那里有所有各样的活物。And the voice of God said, "Rise up, slay, kill, and eat." 神说起来宰了吃。And what did Peter say? 彼得说什么 ？No, Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean. 他说不可以这样，因为我从来没有吃这些不洁的食物。I've been a good Jew. I've kept the law of Moses. 我是一个遵守律法的犹太人。And this vision was repeated two more times. 这个意象又重复了两次。And then all of a sudden, 突然之间 ，Peter hears a knock at the door. And the Spirit of God spoke to him. You do what these men ask you to do. 神的灵告诉他说，起来，跟着这些人去。And they introduced themselves as representatives of Cornelius, this great soldier of Rome. 他们来是代表哥尼流，一位伟大的罗马战士。And Cornelius has requested that Peter come and preach to him and his household. 哥尼流是来邀请彼得到他家去讲道。And Peter does so. 而彼得去了。And when he goes to Cornelius's household, you know the rules, don't you? 当彼得进到哥尼流家里的时候，你知道当时对于犹太人来说规矩是什么吗 ？A law-abiding Jew never entered the house of a Gentile. 一个遵守律法的犹太人是不可进入外邦人的家的。In fact, Paul even, excuse me, Peter even says so to Cornelius. 而且彼得在他的讲道的时候。第一次就指出来。In Acts chapter ten, verses twenty-seven and twenty-eight. 在使徒行传的第十章。Acts ten, verses twenty-seven and twenty-eight. 第十章的二十七到二十八节。And as he, Peter, talked with him, Cornelius, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them. You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Peter 和他说着话进去，见有好些人在那里聚集，就对他们说：“你们知道，犹太人和别国的人亲近来往，本是不合理的。但神已经指示我，无论什么人都不可看作俗而不洁净的。” Peter knew the truth. Peter 知道真理是什么。God had opened the gospel to the Gentiles. 神已经把福音的门向外邦人打开。And he did not require Gentiles to become circumcised and live like Jews. 而且神没有要求外邦人也要奉割礼
成为犹太人。Peter was clearly acting the part of a hypocrite. 彼得很明显在这里装假。And Paul knew it. 而且保罗知道。Look at verse fourteen. 我们看十四节。Galatians two. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, 但我一看见他们的行为不符合福音的真理。This word straightforward simply means they were not handling the word of God correctly. 在这里行的不正的意思是他们没有正确的运用神的话语。Now what was Peter's problem? 彼得到底出了什么问题 ？I believe it was the sin of unbelief. 我相信这是他不信的罪。Peter had a faith breakdown. 彼得在这里，他的信心出现了问题。Let's go back to verse twelve again. 我们再回到十二节。For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself. Now watch this, fearing those who were of the circumcision. 从雅各那里来的人未到已先，他和外邦人一同吃饭，及至他们来到。他因怕奉割礼的人，就退去与外邦人隔开了。Now what was Peter afraid of? 彼得怕什么 ？The word circumcision here in our text is used by Paul about several different groups of people. 在这里，保罗用割礼派这个词经常形容多个人群。In other words, this word is used in many different ways by the same apostle Paul. Therefore, you have to let the context define how Paul is using it. So you must understand what he is saying. I am sure that it wasn't James that Peter was afraid of. I am very sure that Peter was not afraid of James. James would agree with Peter and Paul. In Acts chapter 15, 因为我们在使徒行传十五章的时候已经看到了雅各是与彼得和保罗同感异灵的。In Acts 15, James confessed that Gentiles must not be circumcised or eat the Mosaic diet. 在十五章，雅各也已经说了，外邦人不必奉行割礼和遵守摩西的律法。So it was not these brethren or James. That he was afraid of. 肯定不可能是雅各和他关系最密切的这些同工们。The word circumcision does not refer to them. 割礼派应该不是指他们。It wasn't the false brethren we've called Judaizers. 这也不是那些犹太教的信徒。Peter has already argued for the salvation of the Gentiles against Judaizers in Acts 11. 因为在使徒行传的十一章，彼得已经针对外邦人的救恩反驳了他们。Acts 11 happened before this event in Galatians 2. 使徒行传十一章的事件发生在这次所解释的事件之前。In fact, let's turn to Acts 11. 我们可以看一下 ，and look at verses 1 through 3. 使徒行传的十一章一到三节。Peter is given a report to the brethren in Jerusalem. 彼得在耶路撒冷向众弟兄们。About why he would go to a Gentile and baptizing. Why would you baptize them, Peter, and not require them to be circumcised? Peter, you why do you let them baptize them? Peter is not afraid of them. Peter is not afraid of them. He stands for the truth here. He stands for the truth. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God, and when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, "You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them." 
。使徒和在犹太的众弟兄听说外邦人也领受了神的道，及至彼得上了耶路撒冷，那些奉割礼的门徒和他争辩说：“你进入未受割礼之人的家，和他们一同吃饭了。”Long before the event of Galatians two， 远在。加拉太书第二章这件事情发生之前 ，Peter had been accused of eating with the Gentiles before. 彼得已经被谴责与未受割礼的人一同吃饭。And he showed no fear. 而且那个时候他没有害怕。But defended the truth. 他维护了真理。So it's not these false teachers that he's afraid of. 不是这些假教师，他害怕他们。There is another way in which Paul uses the word circumcision. 还有另外一种人。保罗也说他们是奉割礼的。He also uses the word circumcision to refer to unsaved Jews. 他也把那些没有得救的犹太人称为奉割礼的。For example, Romans chapter four and verse twelve. 因为在罗马书四章就有说。In Romans four twelve, Paul uses this word circumcision not to describe saved Jews but unsaved Jews. 在这里，保罗用奉割礼的。不是在解释得救的犹太人，而是在解释没有得救的犹太人。Speaking of Abraham, he says， 在这里他描述亚伯拉罕 ，and the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision， but who also walk in the steps of the faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised。又做受割礼人的父。就是那些不但受割礼，并且按我们的祖宗亚伯拉罕未受割礼而信之踪迹去行的人。What does that mean？ 这是什么意思 ？It means that Abraham is not just the father of the Jews, but of anyone who would believe. 这里面在说亚伯拉罕不单单是那些犹太人的父，他也是所有和他一样相信的人的父。So he uses the word circumcision here to include all Jewish people, descendants of Abraham. So he says, "This is what I believe Paul is saying in Galatians chapter 2. This is what I believe Paul is saying in Galatians chapter 2. I believe Paul is saying in Galatians chapter 2. I believe Paul is saying in Galatians chapter 2. I believe Paul is saying in Galatians Were they? Why was Peter afraid of unsaved Jews back in Jerusalem? 那为什么彼得会害怕这些人呢 ？When unbelieving Jews heard of Peter's behavior, 当这些不信的犹太人他们听说了彼得的所作所为 ，it increased the persecution of the Christians in Judea. 这增强了在整个犹太全地对基督徒的逼迫。And James sends messengers to tell Peter. 雅各不断的差遣使者去跟彼得说 ，Back off a little bit， 你可不可以退一下 ？For the sake of your brothers and sisters in Judea， 为了你那些在犹太的弟兄姐妹们 ，Follow Moses's dietary law， 遵守摩西的律法 ，So they won't accuse us of as Christians of violating the law of Moses， 以致不会让我们这些还在犹太地区的基督徒被他们认为违反了摩西的律法。What other Possible reason could it be? 要不然如何解释 ？Even Barnabas was swayed by Peter's actions. 连巴拿巴都跟彼得一起去装甲。You got to remember. 你要明白。In the first missionary journey, Paul's not alone. 在第一次宣教的旅程当中，保罗不是一个人去的。
His partner in the preaching to Gentiles was Barnabas. 跟他一起去用神的大能去传福音的是巴拿巴。But Barnabas also knew that his actions was having influence back in Judea. 但巴拿巴同时也知道，他的所作所为也影响了在犹大地的。Fear for the safety of Christians back in Judea, they ceased to eat with Gentiles. 而出于对他们的安全的考虑，他停止跟外邦人一起吃饭。That's why I call it a sin of unbelief. 这就是为什么我说这是不信的罪。Because fear is antithetical to faith. 因为恐惧是信心的反义词。Where there is fear, there is no faith. 当你害怕的时候，你的信心就不在了。And Peter, out of a moment of fear, acted in a in a way that was not in keeping with the gospel. 而彼得因为害怕的缘故，与福音的真理相违背。And these Gentiles are watching this. 而且这些外邦人，他们都在看。And they're confused. We thought the gospel was open to us too. We thought the gospel meant that we didn't have to keep the law of Moses to gain God's favor. We thought that the gospel was a gift of God's grace, and we didn't have to become circumcised in order to be acceptable. We thought that the gospel was a gift of God's grace, and we didn't have to become circumcised in order to be Now you see why Peter's actions was contradictory to the gospel. That's why he was publicly rebuked. Because his actions was preaching something different than the gospel. Now let's look at Paul's defense of the gospel. Paul immediately goes to the law. He directly enters the law and shows Peter. He shows Peter and all who are listening to him that day that the law is unable to justify. Peter, who was a Jew, knew the law could not save him. Peter, as a Jew, knew the law could not save him. Peter, as a Jew, knew the law could not save him. Peter, as a Jew, knew the law could not save him. Peter, as a Jew, knew the law could not save him. Peter, as a Jew, knew the law could not save him. Peter, as a Jew, knew the law could not save him. If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to them, "If you are a Jew, live as Gentiles and not as the Jews. Why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews?" Let's stop there. Let's stop there. What's the problem that has led Paul to write the book of Galatians? What's the problem? We immediately look at 
That to be right with God, they have to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. 如果你要跟神有重新和好的关系的话，你必须要受割礼，要遵循摩西的律法。What is Peter's action saying to those Galatians? 彼得的行为是在对那些加拉太人说什么 ？The same thing. 同样的道理。Here you are a Jew. 现在你是一个犹太人。And you don't even keep the law perfectly. But your actions are saying to these Gentile Christians. But your actions are saying to these Gentile Christians. You need to be a good Jew. Not like me, but like Moses said. Verse 15. We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing. That a man's not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. We, this Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-Gentile-born-Jew-
没有一人因行律法。Peter, you and I embrace the gospel. 彼得，你和我都拥抱了福音。Because we know our works could not save us. 因为我们知道我们的行为无法让我们得救。We know that our best efforts to be good Jews. Fell short of the glory of God. Because we know that even though we are Jews, we still fall short. We saw a lifeline. We saw light and hope, and we grasped it. 我们看到了那个光，我们看到了那个盼望，我们牢牢地抓住它。Why？ 为什么 ？Because all the law can do is condemn us。因为律法只会定我们的罪。That's what he says in verse seventeen and eighteen。这是十七节和十八节所说的。But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. 我们若求在基督里称义，却仍旧是罪人，难道基督是叫人犯罪的吗？断乎不是。Now this is a difficult verse to interpret. 这一段经文其实还比较难解。There's different ways you can look at this verse. 因为你可以从不同的角度来看。But I think this is what he's saying. 但我觉得是这样。Is Christ a promoter of sin because Christians who believe in justification by faith still sin? 如果这些因相信基督而称义的信徒，他们还会犯罪的话，那么他们所信的那个主是不是鼓励他们去犯罪呢 ？In other words, Peter, we both know we still sin. 换句话说，他说彼得，你跟我都会再犯罪。And some are saying, when you and Peter sin, aren't you making Jesus Christ a minister? Of sin, a an accomplice to your sin. So many people say, if you, Paul and Peter, you still sin, then the Lord who believes in you is not teaching you to sin. We're just only proving we need a savior. Jesus is no way participating in our sin. Jesus is no way participating in our sin. He's the answer to it. And then he says this in verse eighteen. He says here in verse eighteen, "For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor." I build again those things which I destroyed. The way we make ourselves sinners, 我们使自己成为罪人的方式 is by refusing to be justified by faith. 是不相信因信称义的 and going back and trying to justify ourselves by the law. 你重新回去靠你的行为去称义 This is what he means by building up again those things which I destroyed. 这就是他在说，如果我重新建造我素来所拆毁的 If I reject the salvation through the law. 如果我废弃通过律法称义的话 
In effect, I am destroying that system of religion. I'm saying the law can't get me to God. But if I go back and rebuild the law and try to keep it, all I am doing is proving that I am a real transgressor. Why? Because we cannot perfectly keep the law. All the law does is expose my law-breaking heart. It exposes my soul as a sin-loving, sin-pleasing soul. And beloved, that is the condemnation of the law. Now listen, you don't have to be Jewish for this principle of the law to work in your life. If you think that Jesus certainly died to save sinners, 如果你相信耶稣, but in order for you to be sure that you are a true Christian, then you have to try to be a very good person. Trying your best to keep all of Jesus' commandments. Then you can fall into the same trap that the Apostle Paul said Peter fell into. I remind you of last night. I asked you, why do you think and feel when you've had a day where you really messed up? On that day, you did several things that violated the Lord's command. How did you see yourself? Do you struggle to believe that you are a Christian? Some of you do. When you have failed God, you really struggle to believe that I'm a Christian. Maybe I'm not. Do you feel you have to make restitution to God by doing something in order to get back into His favor? Will you go through a time of intense wrestling over your assurance of And when you have a real good day, does that make you feel like God is for you? You feel so good, you know, you acted in a way that God is pleased. Kept His commandments and now you know God can enjoy you. But friends, how long can that last, that good feeling? It will last only as long as you can keep up your performance. But the day comes and you fail. There will be a day where instead of doing well, you do poorly. Why? I can guarantee it. Because all the law can do is prove that you are not good, but bad. Because the law can only show us that we are not good, but bad. 
Human nature is not holy, it's evil. Even we who are Christians, we have God living within us. But we still have this corruption called the flesh. And there's enough sin in me to sink me to the lowest level of hell. And if I try to look to the law to gauge God's acceptance of me, I will either be full of pride and self-satisfaction, or I will be depressed and never trust that I'm really, truly His. You see, the gospel is not just about Justification. The gospel is also about your sanctification. You don't grow in holiness by sheer determination to keep commandments. Should you keep the commandments of the Lord? In these sessions today and tomorrow, We'll explain the rightful, dutiful purpose of the law in the life of a Christian. Jesus did say, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But there's no way you can keep the commandments of Jesus. The sooner you learn that and really believe that, the better you will be and the more holy you become. Because the gospel of grace is just not about being accepted at the moment of faith in Christ. It's also about because you are accepted, God is now pledged Himself to sanctify you. And this is the direction Paul goes with Peter. Look at verse 19. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might what? Live to God. If I try to please God by my performance, I'll never please Him. But in verse 20, I do what this verse says, I will always please Him. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not only saved by grace, I'm being saved by grace. 
And this grace is the person of Jesus Christ in me. And the power that I live my life by is the power of His resurrected life. Paul will really expound on this in the fifth chapter of Galatians. And this is why Paul says to Peter in verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Not just righteous positionally, but an imparted righteousness given to us that's lived out. That is why Peter, by his actions, was suggesting to the church at Antioch that you set aside the grace of God. And you gain righteousness through the law. And so by telling this story, Paul validates both his apostleship and his gospel. Because it can only take an apostle to rebuke an apostle. You needed someone with apostolic authority to correct a fellow apostle. But not only that, this story tells us that Paul understood the gospel as good as Peter did. And in this case, he understood it a little bit better. There is no way you can live the Christian life apart from the grace of God. And the way to holiness is not by performance to the law. Dotting every I and crossing every T with diligence. In fact, the more you focus on trying to keep the law, the less you'll keep it. The focus ought to be faith in Christ alone. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that the Apostle Paul did what seemed very difficult to do. Rebuke a fellow Apostle. That very event preserved the Gospel. And we are thankful that it's come down to us here today. Please, Lord, help us to understand the gospel better. So that it's not just what we have been saved by. It's also what we live by. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.